0: Yes, 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 you should have door some Chinese food before we started recording Brando. I guess it's sound advice for anybody who's joining us for yet another episode of Brevity Box, a podcast of soapbox hot takes on any and everything in no particular order. Uh, Brevity Box is part of the Ruminations Radio Network, produced by Area 42 Studios and Sound. Brevity Box is just one of many podcasts from the Ruminations Radio roster, Are you interested in finding new podcasts to sink into? Go to www.ruminationsradionetwork.com to explore the variety of entertaining podcasts that make up our network. We think you'll love what we're into. On today's episode, we are going to throw the controversy, or make that plural, controversies that are surrounding Joe Rogan's podcast and Spotify. Controversy? Controversy? In the box Mm. and give it a bit of a thrashing. The controversy is big news following rock legends Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, uh, uh, their announcement that they were pulling their music from the platform in protest of Joe Rogan's culpability and disinformation surrounding COVID-19 and the guests he provided a platform to. Following that example, musician India Ari removed her content from Spotify as a reaction to a separate controversy as well, one surrounding Joe Rogan's use of the N-word. I think I don't need to explain... That word, Uh, everyone knows what I mean. And if you need to Google it, no worries. While you're at it, you should probably...
1: Nebraska. Yes. We'll just say Nebraska. No, we'll just say Nevada
0: this episode. Nebraska's kind of an odd word, too. Yeah. But while you're at it, you might as well um, go ahead to go to YouTube and find a montage of clips where he had used the N-word on several of his podcasts. In her explanation, she also said that it was a protest against the reality that Spotify pays very little to the... Musicians and those artists for their music, but paid Rogan 100 million for exclusivity of his podcast. It is a complicated, multifaceted matter, and in some ways worth reading up on. And I highly recommend that you do. There's no way I'm going to do all of it justice here in a short period of time, but we're going to try. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the man with the voice of silky smooth condemnation of all my good ideas. Uh, Brando is here to remind the world how annoying I am. Uh, We are both stoked to have Mitch, galactic overlord and audio demigod of Ruminations Radio Network and host of the original Ruminations podcast, Ruminations Mm -hmm. from the Red Room. Mitch, welcome. Welcome, sir. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me, sir. I'm happy to be here.
1: Now, Appreciate you being here, Mix Mastermind. Yes, we so do. We're always talking to you. <laughs> I love all the,
2: the new titles. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Audio demigods
0: seem to fit for me. Um, but uh, before we totally get into it, want to let everybody know that bad bitch Becky will be making her triumphant return in episode 50. She is back at full strength and ready to live life 365. And uh, we miss you, Bex. So can't wait to see you back here on the next episode. So Guys, uh, I tried to do a quick, you know, jot of of uh, what I think we're trying to cover here today, and it interests me for obvious reasons. I, I have a podcast here with Brando and Becky and Mitch. Uh, you have had your podcast longer than anybody on the network. You founded the Ruminations Radio Network, and clearly it's something I wanted to get your two cents on as well, because it's, there's some interesting questions here and there's some stuff that I, I think is pretty, uh, it, it, it affects everybody who does any part of this. Wouldn't you say? I, mean, I think
2: that's pretty yeah absolutely to, yeah. And I, I think particularly for us, for myself, for you, for any of our fellow hosts on the network, it's a topic that bodes discussion. I mean, as someone who, uh publishes a handful of podcasts so it's worth discussing
0: so i think a good place to start would be with just in in general i think the if there's an 800 pound gorilla in the room it's cancel culture because i think these topics <laughs> are you know they're they're valid worth discussing definitely worth being bothered by on a lot of fronts and then there's this air of of do we like how would you how do you want it handled right like india ire has accepted his apology for his use of the n word in all its capacity on his show and she just you know she's an example of somebody who wants accountability but doesn't necessarily want to just extinguish the show or the host from existence and i i think that should be kind of addressed on the top i don't think any of us think that that's the way any of it should be handled from uh just in general right and that's where the 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 complicated mechanics of it are because then you wonder what is what is the obligation of of Spotify like what are they right i found myself as, asking this question about facebook um it, you know back in the day of of their controversy surrounding why they changed their name to meta nice um stupid name but facebook was the question for me was, are they a publisher? Are they a utility? And they kind of want to sit in the middle because that's the most profitable. They don't want to say they're a publisher because then they're accountable and they don't want to say they're a utility because then it locks them off from some of the other things that they want to do. And I, I feel like that sort of applies here to Spotify, right? Are they responsible like a, like a news, like a publisher of a newspaper or are they just a, uh, simply a platform as the ceo would say are they a platform are they just completely out of this argument? that's
2: semantics platform versus right, publisher right, that, okay. that's
0: that's just come on well and they're clearly removed episodes right they decided in there is a middle yeah. ground for them they removed but not the, the
2: one that ignited the 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 right bulk of the controversy you know
0: the n-word was more meaningful to them to remove than anything that had to do with questionable COVID 19 information
2: and as well they should have been concerned about
0: that. yeah well agreed we're just stating a truth right yeah right so um and brando you had said that this would be interesting because you haven't listened to joe rogan now how long have you has it been since before COVID? that you stopped listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, Joe Rogan experience. What was the
1: last Joey Diaz or Tom Segura episode. That's pretty much the only exceptions I'll make because y- you guaranteed some laughs.
2: Yeah. He stopped listening to Joe Rogan as soon as Network.com came on the air. <laughs> That's right. Rindo, <laughs> there is only one answer.
0: <laughs> now, did, did, do you remember what it is that started turning you off? Cause I'm
1: sure this was, didn't have anything to do with COVID at the time. No, he just seemed to start, seemed to get up his own ass and believe, it, buy into his own bullshit a little too much. And then the show got boring to me. Right. Well, it's also extremely
0: long. And I'm guilty of having tried to do that kind of a long thing and torture Mitch here with too much of my voice um, in the early, early days of this podcast. And I, I get you, man. Three and a half, four hour podcasts of even Joe Rogan are sometimes just too much.
1: Yeah, I honestly hour hour thirty. That's a sweet spot. My favorite podcast tends to be about two, but that's that's still pushing it for me. And typically uh, can't listen to all that in one sitting. I I got I don't know how I, I've listened to clips,
0: you know, and I I full on was a big fan from I guess just in being a fan of comedy. Of the comedy world and comedians, and always wanting to sample new comedians, and I really wasn't a huge Joe Rogan fan as a as of his comedy, and I wasn't exposed to too much of it. And then I started listening to his podcast maybe 2015. So this is well after he's already uh, at that number one or top
1: five spot for how many people his show is exposed to. And yeah, I still remember him from news from being the idiot janitor or technician from news radio right he's always been around right news radio and and then fear factor and um
0: i think a handful of other shows of course the ufc and then uh into the what the podcast became and 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 there's a lot to be said about his success and that's that's one thing and one discussion but he's always been a guy that's into conspiracy theories and wanting to have a variety of people on the show, whether they were a scientist who had some legitimate idea of where he thought Atlantis could be, uh, based on like his own undersea exploration, like he has those kinds of guests, and then he has the other kinds of guests, like uh, Alex Jones, who's talking about interdimensional uh what is the interdimensional sex demons or well, I forgot what he said when he was on the uh, show let me the interdimensional psychic vampires do your research k thanks right. sorry psychic vampires i i mix those two up all the time
2: but he's always internet interdimensional that. sex demon that's a a new
0: band right that's a great that's a great band or gamer tag name yeah. if i could get away with it but that's that's who he's that's what he's known for right and to his own admission he was he loves uh, he was, he was, uh, by his own admission, a uh, uh, moon landing denier. And then over time became, you know, that happened. And, you know, he's just always been interested in that. And that, that sort of makes me feel like he has a, uh, like if he has his choice every day between somebody who's very well informed and, and on one side of the argument of COVID-19 versus somebody who's going to feed a little bit more of his interests in conspiracies i feel like he's always or at least the majority of the time gonna pick that that interests him the most right that's one thing on a totally different note it feels like he's following suit to some of the stuff we see with the conversation around like facebook algorithms or youtube algorithms we've all gone down a rabbit hole and you find yourself just uh i mean brando you're you're guilty of it with tiktok right you end up going. Out oh, absolutely! Take, yeah, right. And so you, the the algorithm doesn't have a moral dilemma, right? It just knows it's going to fill the gap with new content that it thinks you want to see, and a lot of times that's skewed towards more controversial, more um, more powerful content. And I think you get a lot of that from mainstream television, like Fox News, or from either side, depending on your perspective. There's a sensationalist. If it bleeds, it leads. Sort of agenda and it almost feels like when i look at the series of guests he's got on and i'm going to take a take off the cuz as a fan i'm just saying i'm going to take out the 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 Joey Diaz and the Tom Segura's those are always a little more random and funny but when he's got like you said Alex Jones, Jordan Peterson um some of the wide array of people who are throwing their speculation into the vaccines and and the origins of the virus and that kind of thing he did sort of show not only that preference in my opinion but maybe uh, from a production standpoint like a sound awareness that that was going to get people aghast and or, or you know what I mean like if it was somebody that they'd agreed with it they'd be more loyal and listen if it's somebody who didn't agree with it they'd get upset talk about the show and want to come back and hear more of it you see what I'm like feels like it's worthy of a bit of a was this a bit of planned outrage for the benefit of the, the show? I mean, how do you increase numbers on a show that popular?
1: You can, which is why that, I don't think that theory holds any water. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Where do you go from number one? And he already has more money than God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, not that I really give a shit about what Joe Rogan does with his time or show, but
0: yeah, well, from the, from the, I mean, it, it, what are your like individual opinions about? You didn't listen to the show, and I know that you're sensitive to um, that kind of disinformation being given a platform. Brando, I mean, do you feel like he has any culpability as a host? I mean, he's out there saying if you to get your stuff from him, it's your it's on you, right?
1: Like, I feel well, like that's a bit I, of a- part of me. Part of me kind of part of me kind of agrees with him because why? Why are we in a situation where some fucking Momo listen you know trusts the podcaster that's talked about Jim Bro science in the past to talk about infectious disease? Why do they feel more comfortable taking the advice of that fucking chrome dome opposed to a (laughs) real doctor or scientist? So I think you're asking the wrong fucking question. Who me? Yeah.
0: Okay, what's the right question?
1: Why are we so fucking retarded as a country?
0: I don't think I can get to the bottom of that one real quick, dude. Just saying. Mm. I don't know. I I I don't know how he could have.
1: Look, I've had a few drinks, and I'm in big picture mode tonight. I apologize.
0: <laughs> I like the description of big picture mode as "what the hell is wrong with this country." Um, mm-hmm. It reminds me of you know Office Space. I'm a people person.
1: What the hell is wrong with you people? New new rule. If you don't, if you can't define communism or socialism, you're not allowed to use it as, as a talking pointer <laughs> <clutter> argument. <laughs> it was going to be the one
0: checking the definition. It's got to be us, right?
1: Anybody with an iPhone that can go to www.dictionary.com.
0: I, I wish more people did. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts on on a host, an individual host responsibility as far as talking about controversial content? I mean, you hear him, Mitch. I mean, you hear. Rogan say things like, I'm not a doctor. None of the three of us are doctors. right? And the the truth
1: is, in the past, the reason why some of this stuff didn't surprise me, Sarah Mitch, is because I've followed his career long enough from news radio to stand up, UFC, and his podcast, and I've seen him live a few times. Do you know that on several times in the past, he's referred to himself as literally a fucking idiot? Yeah. Yeah. So... I expect a dumb, a self-admitted dumb person to ask dumb questions. That's a bit. And of it was a fine when it was about you know cute and cheeky conspiracy theories like did we really land on the moon? But now that's a little fucking different and darker.
0: So, Mitch, I mean, don't you think that somebody
2: like Joe Rogan saying that he's a an idiot is kind of a that disclaimer doesn't work. That's what I, that yeah. doesn't count. I mean, I, I understand Brando's point, and I I I'm with you. I agree to a degree that if you get your information from someone who is admittedly an idiot, then you're kind of culpable in yourself. Like that's, that's your own misstep. However, the problem being is that so many people today, including people that I love, my, some of my family, they will listen to that, that one person or these discredited kind of uh, disproven Lunatics, I'm sorry, I'm getting too worked up about this, but they, I'm sorry, they, man, listen to one person who has some crazy conspiracy theory versus two hundred and seventy doctors and medical professionals who are like, "This is not correct. i I just I don't know how you argue with that. I don't know how you correct that. And no, he he anyone who has a platform has a certain degree of responsibility. that's that's just fact. And I think that we're glossing over. Um, a lot of the issues here, just to talk about Rogan himself, Rogan the man does not interest me nearly as much as the other topics, the other controversy here You know, at the heart of the matter. Uh, things like free speech, things like does a platform have a responsibility to censor, those things that you put um, no, not too t- find a point on, but those things, I, I, that concerns me more than he himself. He's just, he, he's just a snake oil salesman. He's just, what did one of you say just a moment ago? Um, I don't know. He's just, he's just looking for ratings, but how does he go higher than number one? I don't know.
1: Well, I, yeah, more money than God. And how do you go higher than number one?
2: Yeah. it's. It, but I mean, in, in at the end of the day, he's just looking for suckers. Yeah.
0: Well, it feels like those, th- there was a, it, it, look, it, it comes across to me like a concerted effort. That's, um, dismissive of it, of the harm and uh, that it can be that can kind of surround it, and also maybe a little dismissive, maybe a lot dismissive of any responsibility to try to bridge the gap between those opposing parties having a healthy discussion or yeah. or a good way to find uh, the right answer. And
2: he came out saying that he it was about discussion. He's trying to have good discussions. Right. If that's the case, then where are the other sides of the discussion?
0: They're certainly Joe, outnumbered, right? And 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 in one instance. Know, there's a good clip out there of after all of the time of the, the over the last 2 years it was only recently that a a professional went into that situation and without going into deep definitions you know a lot of his discussions were about uh, the vaccines having a, a health risk and that that health risk and a lot of the concerns about that health health risk were surrounding something called myocarditis look it up I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a physician. Not
2: familiar. But <laughs> yeah,
0: but I'll tell you yeah, good. I think I, I think
1: I once jokingly called it um, endometriosis in a previous episode when I talked about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. Well, Here at Brevity Box, we fact check ourselves when we fuck up.
2: <laughs> well, we don't want
0: to claim to have all the ads. We want you to read it and look it up and find it and understand it
2: And I've had some people throw that in my face, you know, that are like, well, what about this? I'm like, dude, the, the risks... Of that happening are so much lower than the risks you face by not getting yourself taken care of. Well, quite you know, like if I yeah. get in a car accident, I might not be able to get out of my car if I have my seatbelt on, but the you know, that those are those are slim well, chances. So, here's here's the you were absolutely
0: right because it was on that episode where, and just to kind of say where I think there's a bit of a under appreciation of his own responsibility, in my, in my opinion, humble opinion. Um, uh, that he should take towards those kinds of subject matter because he has a medical professional on his show that is clearly showing him the data that it's a bigger risk of getting myocarditis from catching COVID than it is from getting the vac- vaccine and getting it from the vaccine. And that's that was very clear data. It was very easy to point to. And to Joe Rogan's a uh, small amount of credit he was able to just sit there in the moment and go, oh, but that was a discovery, right? That was for the f- seemingly for the first time after all this discussion, and that denotes him in my mind of already signing on to that conspiracy. Like the conspiracy thing, so much more exciting, right? It's so much more interesting for somebody who's interested in them already that he had already signed on to believing it, and maybe he's trying to do a the best he can to not sound like that's all he believes but then everything he does is on the side of believing it right and that's the last thing i really want to say about him and then i do want to talk about the platform but the big thing that that i think doesn't get said about the man and maybe anybody else that's in his kind of power uh is that what a disconnect from the average person like he caught it and he has a private doctor to walk him through whatever treatment he wants to try, just like if if you're president and you have your own private situation that's looking right after your health, the average person working a full time job, that's just not enough doctors in general for three hundred million people, right? It's not going to happen on a one to one basis, and for that disconnect to be there, be anyways. But this, that's kind of what I'm trying to say about him and talking about the matter. There's just this zero uh, idea of, of all those all that connective tissue, right? Like he's in his own little super mega rich world where he can afford to try whatever he wants and pay whatever doctor, whatever they want until he feels better. And that's not you, me, or Brando. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I didn't that's, mean to talk. That's called a much.
1: well-paid concierge doctor.
0: Yeah. And he has that. And good for him. I'm not taking that away from him. I mean, he's a wealthy person. That's awesome. But. The, his listeners are not that. The, the lion's share of his listeners are not that. They're they're going to hear the words ivermectin and just think it's all the same, and and that's where the whole issue on that comes to play.
2: So there's a difference between conversation and propaganda, man. And yeah. you, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. I believe very strongly in free speech, and I I hope some at, later in the episode we can maybe steer it towards this and things. But you know, like, Let's go growing there up in the '80s. No, 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 I don't want to like hijack. but I'm just saying, like I am very much a proponent of free speech. Um, I believe that our freedoms come with a certain amount of responsibility, though. I don't understand how that can can possibly be debated. And if you're going to put forth uh, information that is hazardous or dangerous or misleading or outright incorrect, then you you get labeled, you know, yeah, that's. That's the deal, and maybe that'll make more people listen to him. Just like putting a parental parental advisory label on "Appetite for Destruction" made that album sell more. Go fuck
1: yourself, Tipper Gore.
2: (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. I go back, like I wrote letters and shit back then. Exactly. That it's really interesting how things have flipped. I want to talk about that at some point too. uh, Well, let's go ahead and shift now. I
0: I wanted to cover the origin of it and the fact that uh, you know I'm I'm doing my best to understand the issue because i don't have that feeling of like i'm like any one of us are part of the uh cancel culture mentality where the guy shouldn't be able to express his opinion we just want it to be done in a way where he takes his clout as seriously as his listeners do you know, and, and I don't think that that he's done that. You know, and and maybe that's the comedian. Maybe that's the stoner. Maybe that's the stoner comedian. Maybe that's the the chrome dome. You make a lot
2: of excuses for that guy. guy dude. I'm
0: not. I don't. I'm not trying to make excuses. <laughs> I'm trying to make a farcical of the excuses I keep hearing. Like I hear. I. Those are the things I hear from people trying to play it off like he's just this comedian. It's irresponsible who's saying, and lazy. It's irresponsible yeah. and lazy, especially from a guy who's talking. To, who's always on that. That that soapbox of uh, owning it and going hardcore into everything, <laughs> whether it's working out or whether it's eating elk or whether it's you know a uh, uh, crazy You've tried Yeah, <laughs> Right, that's the contradiction of him, right? Um, and I mean, I say that having digested dozens of his episode over years, you know, and I, and I lost interest just like Brando did, uh, and for a lot of the same. Better,
1: funnier podcast
0: came out funnier podcasts came out, you know, and, and things that were yeah, not, like, Oh God, it hurts. It's a great, podcast. great podcast, retrofuturist culture, cinephile hissy fit. These are all great <laughs> podcasts.
2: Shameless plug. That's what you get when you invite
0: me on. No, but well, look, let's talk about the, that's really a reason why we invited you on because from, we're at the origin of that. And we have to look at the idea that at some point we'll have um, somebody say the wrong thing, it will
2: probably be somebody like me or Brando, if it ever we have happens. We barely started. Yeah, we, already, we already covered that, though. We already have uh, addressed that once with the self-help uh, hippy-dippy cast that didn't take off. Right. You know, we, uh, we had a disclaimer at the very beginning of that, recognizing, like, look, I'm not going to censor what you're, you know, you have some type of an idea, you have an opinion about how people can live their lives, that's great, but I'm not going to endorse it as being uh, medical facts, psychological, psych, psychic fact, you know, it's like, look, this is what one person thinks. They don't have a license. They're not really authorized by any type of governing board, uh, to validate their theories or their beliefs. But some of it might be interesting to listen to, but that's, that's my responsibility, you know? So Spotify, yes, they should say, Hey, this guy talks about some crazy stuff. What's wrong with that? How is that wrong?
0: Well, and you hear it on television too, right? The 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 comments or whatever on this next program do not represent a position from the network. You know, you hear it from, on television shows, you hear it on uh, radio programming, and you—I mean, if we knew to think about that in terms of a potential motivational-oriented podcast that would be telling people how they should maybe live their lives, we thought of it. Why didn't Spotify think of it, right? I mean, especially when they're buying... I mean, that's the other thing,
1: in, right? In censorship freedom. <laughs>
0: America, yeah. Well, Well, I mean, they bought the man's whole catalog, right? And it's only now yeah. that they're going back and removing these episodes. And that kind of moves us on to the next uh, a topic we'll touch on before we take a quick break.
1: It's... You know well, his he was use in, to sell out to Spotify. Well, maybe it is.
0: I mean, really. I mean, the guy sold. I knew it would it. eventually happen. Oh, that
1: the censor the, the issue would come about. I knew eventually he'd do something to piss off people at Spotify or Spotify employees or people or I don't fucking know. Well, he already did,
0: right? He had already done it. It's already in his past catalog. And then it, yeah, and then he they like, buy it wholesale, and now they go from several
1: years ago for his use of the N word. But let's be honest. Context matters. He's a comedian. I haven't watched it. I can't. I haven't seen the the video clip. I can't fully judge it. However, um, fucking comedians, man. Also, I, you can't cancel Joe Rogan. He's too big. I, I too would big say Trevor Noah probably
0: put it in the most easily digestible manner because he does. He's a comedian and he talks about that aspect of of. Rogan being able to say, you know, I'm a comedian. I'm just thinking in terms of what's funny. But in in one clip from a long time ago, he's telling a story about him and his buddies going to see the movie Planet of the Apes, and he make he knows his audience who he's talking to. I think he's talking to Ari shafir and another comedian, and he makes this reference that you know he tells the Uber driver, asks him where to go. They go to a big theater, and when they get out of the car, he, Joe Rogan, says something about to the tune of being getting out of the car and being in the planet of the apes, and that that's a in he's referencing a black neighborhood, a predominantly black area of town. And he goes on and references the end of the story is about him having a great time and that it was a great movie. But what Trevor Noah points out is that. In that moment, he knew what the people that were on his show would find funny, and that nothing stopped him from making that reference like even if he did come around with it at the end, that the use of it to get a laugh was what made it you know really pointed to the the heart of the issue and I tend to believe that's a good way to describe it right that even if he's using it in the uh, n word in whatever context he wants it's the point that he he knows it's you know to get a rise it's you know and the network took no responsibility for that until after the fact until after it pops up right and then it becomes the hot issue and gets removed which they had to know beforehand i would think they had to know beforehand right then that that issue to me seems more indicative that's a bigger problem um I don't know about bigger. Maybe that's a, 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 I need to take, walk that back a second. Maybe not a bigger problem, but a totally separate and big problem. And it kind of touches on that yeah, freedom of speech canceled.
2: conversation. You're going to get canceled. <laughs> I'm already You're headed into canceled. my first territory. you going to get canceled. No, wait, well, I want, I want to hear more from Brando on consequence culture because I've heard it come up a couple times on the podcast and, and yep. discussing it. And, and here's my, here's my thought on, on that just before, yeah. Um, if I just take if I take his meaning, like you're free to do what you want, but you have got to deal with the consequences. That's not being canceled. Like, for example, 100%. when I what's that? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I when I first heard him say that, which you know I I don't spend much time on the interwebs, so I don't know where that came from or if you invented it, Brando, or who well, I think you were the first person I heard him say it. Uh, I'm, pr- the first thing I'm
1: I th- probably just the first person you heard say it.
2: <laughs> when I when I heard that, I immediately thought of, for example the uh, bakery that didn't want to bake gay cakes because they were that close-minded and they're being forced to do it like here's my thought like if you don't want to do something or if you do want to do something that's fine like i don't think someone should be made to do if it's a private business they shouldn't be made to do something that they don't want to do but you got to deal with the consequences if you're going to be that close-minded and you're going to be that backwards thinking then you're going to lose business you're going to lose out so if if that's going to be the case you're out like it's just it's not cancel it's like deal with the consequences especially in the be, age
1: of social media where that news travels really fucking fast
2: yeah yeah i mean clearly and you guys know me well mm. that i am super supportive of the lgbtq community and things i uh i my <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I just feel like okay, fine. If you don't want to to make this cake for a gay wedding, then you don't. Why would you want that person? Why would you want to give that person that your business anyway? There's a tactful.
1: Like I mean, even even if you're being that person, denying the customer their request, there's a tactful way to have that conversation. And the, there, you're still going to be in the wrong, <laughs> but, still but, wrong. You don't to, but you don't. You don't have to be an asshole about it.
2: But I'm just saying these things are are all they're related. If you're gonna be an asshole, then <laughs> face facts, you're gonna deal with assholes consequences. That's it.
1: That's that's a good place Yeah. It's 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 funny that people of a certain political mindset to tend to whine about canceled culture when they're the ones trying to ban books again.
2: Right. You know who had some really good things to say about that was D Snyder. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had some really good stuff. If you get a chance to check out some of his interviews recently about how censorship has kind of like tweaked back and forth between left and right and that it's become like completely imbalanced and ridiculous to a degree. Like the, the whole thought police thing's happening. But you know what? You, you need to have a certain amount of freedom. You may not agree with what I have to say, but will you defend my right to say it? You know, and then, of course, I deal with the consequences of what I said.
1: Yeah, I mean, personal it's, responsibility, uh, man. Yeah, I, mean, I, no, think- I remember D. Think- D Snyder putting the smack down in front of Congress and the Dude, PMRC brilliant. back in the 90s. Smart man, very sharp. Yes,
0: we're gonna take fuck a you, Tipper Gore. Fuck you, Tipper Gore. We're gonna use that note to take a quick break <laughs> and hear about another one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. We'll be right back.
2: You've been listening to another fine, fine podcast on the Rumination Radio Network. This is Game Agent E.T. from Oh God, It Hurts! And we hope you keep on listening to our fine, fine podcast here on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com.
0: All right, we are back right on the hot uh, agreement on all of us saying, fuck you, Tipper Gore. Thanks for giving us the fuel. Now, you were, um, you know, you're 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 commenting on certain political like the political shifts between who's banning and censoring going back and forth i mean do you guys remember this being i mean it, in one sense it feels like this kind of thing has always been there like in terms of the cakes and having a company that does that i mean there's been some amount of having to be congruent with your marketplace right i mean it, it, i do think that's you're always going to suffer the consequences of the market but the freedom of speech thing seems like I don't think that where anybody is saying, at least nobody here is saying, like we we want people to say whatever's on their mind. We just want them to have a consideration that there's a whole society that ha- that are going to enforce consequences because of their honest reaction, and you have to be. You have to own that. You're going to own it, whether you like it or not. Is that a good way to? We all have video cameras in our pockets now, <laughs> right? And it goes really quickly.
2: Well, I think with with, for example, the the artists who, like Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, that were saying that took their music off Spotify. I don't think that it was in an effort to censor Rogan. I don't. May, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think that it was just in protest of the fact that there was be- nothing being done about the misinformation that there were no consequences. Correct. Yeah. Yes. There were no consequences. There was no, there was no, you know, there was no label. There was no warning. There was no indication it's being presented. And, and you know, and the odd thing to me is that you have a whole generation of people who have grown up with, Oh, it's on the computer. You know how easy it is to make a website and put some crap on there. But if someone, if like my mother sees something on the internet, just, Oh, it's but I saw it on the internet. I was like seeing it on Facebook. They, the, the same, there was a time when the news was trustworthy, but you, anyone can put that out. Anyone can put anything they want out. And The, it, same,
1: the same motherfuckers that told us not to believe everything we saw on TV yeah. or now believe everything they see on the internet. Yes. Oh, fuck my life. It just, Thank so, God my dad isn't on social media. It reminds me of, yeah. of a
0: really maybe lesser known Mike Myers movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer. When he goes over to his parents' house and his mother's reading the Weekly World News about the Bat Boy being born, and he's like, you call the Weekly World News, the news. And she's like, yeah, that's news. And she's totally (laughs) buying into all of it.
1: I got to tell oh, you, I, I, I think Bad Boy has a higher chance of existing than JFK Jr. coming back to life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go, we'll meet you at Dealey Plaza. They're probably still. And, and, and I'm, which, which makes no sense, because I'm pretty sure that the Kennedys were were, were Democrats. That's
2: what I recall. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, he,
1: that is uh, that, that said
0: that we should definitely talk man, about. Man, if I was a point, piece but, of shit,
1: I would definitely start a cult-like grift the way some of those people have.
0: Yeah. Well, so this is where I think it's hard not to And look, I think the it's a human condition to want to find correlations and associations and and, and I know that some of these are just observations, okay? But when you got a guy who his longtime friend of people like Alex Jones and the contra- he's a big conspiracy theorist himself, I mean, isn't that what Alex Jones has is sort of a cult-like following? Isn't that what Steve Bannon is kind of hosting, right? They they find that element that I'm not going to say every single one of their listeners is a is a blind follower, but it certainly appears like the bulk that I come across are. And those guys don't take any accountability to them. They have one skewed version of looking at it, and that's what they go with and it feels like that's not a big jump like it's not i don't know if there's much to say that joe rogan's really that much different other than if he has a comedy platform and a ufc platform to not want to put at stake by being full on peak alex jones right but he does sort of build that same following doesn't he but but his his are are people who can lift more on the bench <laughs> than, 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 than <laughs> listeners I, of alex jones who are busy my god ribs, those I'm alex sure.
1: jones those those episodes are just incredible pieces of art as long as you know ahead of time that alex jones is batshit crazy
0: well but so that's the always been the forgiving part of it on that kind of program right as though well, this is just him being crazy and i like him even if he's crazy he doesn't push back on that guy very Forcefully on anything. So, you know, hard to defend it as a discussion when there's no pushback and hard to have anybody have to deal with direct consequences when the big suit of armor that the Joe Rogan podcast exists in is Spotify. Joe Rogan didn't lose anything, but Spotify lost Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, India Ari, and a growing list of musicians and artists who, before it ever came to the N word controversy, before it ever came to the COVID-19 misinformation or anything having to do with the Joe Rogan podcast, have a really big enough argument just based on the money of it, right? I mean, I I am a guilty user of Spotify. I do not know how much musicians get paid for the music that's on their platform. But certainly seems not enough in comparison to the stacks of truckloads of money that they paid
2: to Joe Rogan. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, there's a, there's a disconnect. That's, that's the one as far as valuing artists.
0: That seems to not be pumped up at all. I mean, the news is totally surrounding, uh, and look, rightfully so those are terrible things. They definitely need to have a spotlight on them. But I mean, as a, as a lover of so much music to have that brought to light has definitely been on my mind. I listen to a lot of music. I have no idea how much, any of them make, and I listened to a podcast. Like I, I've listened to Joe Rogan since he went to Spotify, and this is the first time I stopped and thought about, wow, they paid him a hundred million dollars, and they're paying any one person or any Neil Young was supposed on.
2: to have lost what, like one hundred seventy five thousand dollars this year from not being on there, right? Or something? Right, yeah, that's like that's Opinion, nothing. Pittance, yeah, pennies, pittance. yeah, you know, a, a pittance. Um, recently, Apple Music at- pays
1: them more. <laughs> Shout out Apple Music, where you can still listen to <laughs> Joni Mitchell.
0: Apple, we would like you as a sponsor. Brando will do anything you want him to, we'll buy him the knee pads.
1: Name it Tim Cook, and I'll at least think about it. Tim, do you like being called daddy? <laughs> Brando will have to call you daddy. Look at that silver fox. You know he does.
2: <laughs> Stop calling me daddy. Have
1: a nice day.
0: No, I'm sorry, Mitch. I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying?
2: Oh, you didn't. There's just, and, you know, again, we're talking about, like, uh, data and, and numbers that are kind of just out there in the ether. But there are polls that are putting, you know, uh, people who are going to be canceling or considering canceling or would cancel their Spotify account as high as 20%, you know, they they will they will see consequence of this. Um, I don't know whether people will actually follow through with that, but it, it's out there and it exists. And I guarantee and,
1: 10% uh, of them come back within six months.
2: Yeah, well, that's a whole other podcast I'd <laughs> love for us to do about uh, music fans and uh, listening, especially Charlie, who loves music and listens to uh, Spotify might, so very much. That might final snobbery. Yes, I think you have to listen to a track uh, five thousand times to to give the artist as much money as that you would have given them if you just went and bought their their album. That's really so. That's you know. So I still buy albums. I am gonna. I'm I gonna do now up- because
1: I'm better than you, and I do it on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> he does it on vinyl while drinking a cappuccino.
0: From an organic, yeah. <laughs> non GMO <Yeah>. farm. <laughs> it's great.
2: While wearing Betancourt
0: scarves. Oh, Betancourt scarves. Long, long, long time since we haven't heard from our wonderful sponsor of elegant menswear, Betancourt scarves. Yes. Man, I really hope we can make a farcical commercial with, with him sitting there in like a long jacket. You're going to love the way you look, like classic men's warehouse.
2: Did you guys um, check out the the John Stewart commentary on the whole issue? I did at all. Mm, yeah, I no. do. I, I agree. I think that the. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that, Brando?
1: No, I think that's what's going to John Stewart having a show is what's probably going to make me break down and give Apple five bucks a month for their. I'm TV shocked service. you
0: don't already have it. Being the Apple man that you are. Well, like okay, d- five
2: bucks, dude. It's worth it. It is well, worth it.
1: Uh, actually, well, actually, Charles, uh, in, w- in my free time, once the chorn is done, I would rather spend my free time reading. So
2: oh, oh, yeah.
1: how sophisticated. So I'm fine with the one or two streaming services I have.
0: Well, for what it's worth, it is. Uh, it's the one thing that I pay Apple for is their streaming service. It's worth it.
1: You can't see me, you but do. I'm looking down my glasses at you. <laughs> Sitting in your smoking jacket next to the fire
0: yeah i i uh I, I think john Stewart had a great point um mitch if you would like to quote him i i mean given no, i just i i
2: agree it it's it's- it's uh contrary to creating a discourse to having a discussion um but th- remember that neil young Johnny mitchell these are folks from back in the day buffet uh civil rights and you know protesting and and these and I, so that's their protest. And maybe they didn't have time to sit down and have the conversation. And this was how they're having the conversation by having action. Sometimes your actions have to speak when there's no spot for words. I don't know exactly. I don't disagree with them. I think having that open discussion is really important. And there's nobody, not, a, not many people, listening to one another anymore. It's just, this is my side and we're 100% correct. So I agree. There needs to be discussion.
1: I saw it on the Facebooks.
2: Yeah it's all on facebook it's true well how how crazy is it
0: that my preacher said that it's that generation of artists that are standing up for something and putting their work those people had balls yeah you don't see that from like look what tell me the earth wouldn't have moved if taylor swift pulled her music from spotify Dude, I mean, you know, for somebody who's always, uh, and I don't, and full on uh, disclosure, I am not a Taylor Swift listener, I'm also not knocking her, I'm not
2: christening. Dude, you don't have to hide your
0: true self,
1: there's nothing wrong with (laughs) Tay-Tay. I'm not, hey,
0: I'm not saying there is, if I listen to her music, I'm sure I'd find things I like. I don't know much about I'm trying her to get the Swifties popularity. coming after you. <laughs> I'm not trying to get the Swifties to come after me, but I'm trying to make a point about popularity and artists standing up for something and putting their work on the line. And clearly, she did that in terms of whatever I misunderstand. I'm sure I misunderstand about her who owned her catalog of music and her having to remake them, et cetera. But if she was one of the artists that pulled their catalog from Spotify, you got to believe that there would be a very tough. A much more influence of artists of that caliber you know what i'm saying or at least in my opinion it, it's the because they would have that listenership as well as the popularity now it's sad in a way and noble also that it's joni mitchell Neil, you know neil young leading the way and for anybody who's a fan of india read them as well but i mean come on if you if you saw snoop uh dre if you saw any of the major artists of the last 10 to 15 years eminem taylor swift if any of them were pulling it out but at the same time i mean (laughs) be sure to pull out but you know i mean would it be it's hard for me to know that that wouldn't be spun as them speaking out against free speech and i don't think that's the point we're not trying to say We're just trying to say be responsible for it and own up to it at the top. Yes. And Spotify should definitely have seen, how could you not see it coming? It's weird in hindsight, but I think if, if we, if it were us, man, we would have put a disclaimer out. Like we're not responsible for what Joe Brooks says. Everything on here. I have another
1: new rule.
2: We put, Oh my God. I can't wait to hear the new rule. (laughs) (laughs)
1: If What's you it? cannot recite the first sentence of the First Amendment, you're not allowed to use it as a talking point. You should definitely make a list of these new rules. I mean, that would the sentence, the first five words. First five words. Congress like shall
2: me. make no law.
1: Cong- Cong- yeah, or Congress shall pass no law. I forget whichever it is, but <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll edit that out for you, bro. I got you no, back. But no, but, a no, of a but, but it's...
1: I, Obviously, I know the meaning of the phrase. No,
0: I I know. The, go-
1: <laughs> the government can't pass a law preventing Joe Rogan from saying what he's saying, but people can vote with their dollars and their clout. Yes, Not that's Not that I a really give discussion. a shit because I subscribe to Apple Music like a normal person.
2: <laughs> like an American. <laughs> no, but that's another point entirely. People crying censorship, and th- uh, you're onto to a point that a lot of people seem to gloss over. Congress shall make no law. It's because it's people don't read. Yes, yeah, it's true. They don't pay they attention don't in school,
1: or education I system platform, blows. I can, I
2: can, yeah, I can do whatever I want on my platform. If I don't want, uh, you know, the cinephile hissy fit boys to spoil Spider Man, then not publishing that episode is not Congress saying that they can't publish that episode. That's me saying, nope. You got to wait a week right. to publish that. Because it's going to spoil it for somebody, namely me, who had to edit it before I got to see the movie.
1: Oh, it's almost like the same people who think the government and private businesses play by the same rules are the same people that thought that a TV show host, real estate con man, would run the government. Good. Oh wow, epiphanies. Chip and Joanna Gaines. I'm not being sarcastic, that kind of just clicked for me.
0: No well, you're absolutely right though you're absolutely right. There is some crazy blurring of the lines between uh private business, private property, public domain, social contracts you know there there's this crazy egocentric mentality there that that those people are the main character that if they're on the premises, everything has to go by the way they see things or they're gonna raise hell you know and it it always brings back images of South Park. I thought this was America while he's getting arrested and thrown into the back of a cop
1: <laughs> car. It's, it's perfectly legal for me to walk up to my boss and tell her to go fuck herself. But you'll get
2: But fired, I'd be fired. Man. Yeah.
0: Consequence culture. It really should be. It really should be. And that, I don't think that that's a vote for cancel culture. I just think we want people to own what they're doing. I'm not sure I feel like uh spotify has really done that you know it seems like they can't say it feels it It almost feels like spotify works for joe rogan not vice versa the way this whole thing is sort of pay, like fallen down don't mm. you think
1: no they spot it's it's because spotify no longer works they work for the investors now don't they
0: well right their perceived idea they have of,
1: to do what gets them right. the best dividend
0: it's a it's an interesting and sticky issue, and one that I, I mean I think ultimately in the end we can agree that a platform should be run like a publisher that they have some responsibility for the content that they're putting out on their network. They can't just be like
1: an arbiter for free speech and take zero responsibility. I don't think that's the but way it where do you draw the line on that? Because that could be a slippery slope. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't I don't I don't claim to know. I just think that
0: it, it's clear we are not alone in thinking that there has to be some accountability whatever that is, there has to be some real accountability because we don't like it and it's wrong. And it's a it's detached from the people that are his listeners. In the end I feel like he's lost it comes across to me like the man and the Cast itself had lost track of who it was that is their audience, and taking any responsibility for what they were really telling them, right? And
1: I, I it's almost like you disappear up your own ass when you become part of the one percent,
0: the <laughs> point one of point zero zero one percent. I mean, he's up there, man. He's, I mean, I mean, obviously, he's not. Um, I don't know, he's not in that that Arab sheik level of money, but he's definitely small no, a no, he's a billionaire. He's.
1: He's a multimillionaire. Yeah. Nine figures, easy. It's no one in thing, his bloodline man. will ever have to work.
0: So I gotta I gotta circle back for a second because I know we both we all three live in different spaces, and I have a question about the N word from from where you guys live. Do you either one of you, you're in Arizona, Brando? Um Mitch, you're in Colorado, I'm in southern Louisiana. Do you guys ever, in regular oh, social spaces, ever hear white people using the N word freely?
1: Just your, just your brother-in-law.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said in your state, and that's hilarious. It was he was in
1: my state. Oh,
0: that's true. He was in your state at the time. I did give you four. Otherwise, otherwise so no. Otherwise no you've never you don't no. hear it in Arizona how about you Mitch Do you hear it in Colorado or any circles outside in public in society
2: No nah, I haven't heard it I haven't heard it since I was a, a little kid like this is pre 86 uh in Arizona So if you hear it now you,
0: and I'm sure this is true for all three of us but you guys if you're in your, in in public at a grocery store at a bar wherever you are and you hear people using it around you and there's not they're only white people, and they're all using it in any connotation. It doesn't matter what connotation it is. What's the feeling you get?
1: I get excited.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's not the answer I expected. Be-
1: because I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping to see some uh, some public altercations and fights.
0: Oh, like Tom Segura, <laughs> like in the park. <laughs> You're like.
1: Yeah, like like in the park, you know, you, his park bit. You see someone start yelling, like you see someone start hear someone start yelling yelling Nutella, and it's like, there's going to be a fight. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. And uh, just Brando, I, ideally, up.
1: <laughs> ideally, ideally, there is someone of that color around that is willing to pop them in the mouth. Actions should have consequences.
0: Well, they should have consequences. I I I get. Uh, hyper uncomfortable and in southern louisiana i can tell you i have heard that more than once and have uh admittedly had to (laughs) like i honestly my, my wife and i get so uncomfortable with it that if we're at say a uh football watching party of a super variety and we hear things like that we will make our way out the door um and that's our protest right because we're we really can't i don't fight people in their own homes they were my home i i definitely have no problem speaking up but if it's if it's going on in a place and i'm uncomfortable i leave i mean and i don't i don't know if that's uh the best way i can handle it but it's a way that we choose to handle it, is we
2: just exit the premises and everybody knows how we feel about it in uh in my family and i don't think that. I don't think that's the bad way to handle it, man. And that's, that's the difference too, between freedom of speech and freedom from speech. You know, it's like, if you don't want to be around it, you, you are choosing to go. And and in that action, you're making a statement about it. There are, you know, in certain instances where you might need to stand up for someone else. And then, yeah, that would be the proper action. But in a scenario like that, and you just leave, you're, you're going, you've you've made a a statement. And they know,
0: I I mean, I can tell you that after a few times I've, I've straight up been addressed by the people that have done it where they go, Oh, I know that makes you uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, like, what do you want me to say, man? It, it totally does. I don't like it. And you know, what do you want me to say? I don't like, I'm not, I don't support it at all. And, um, yeah. And I'm not, and I don't think of myself as being some sort of warrior of social justice. I'm just more of a guy being like, it's really fucked up and stupid. Why are you doing it? I don't need to, I don't need to be here and just act like it's okay. That's my big problem is I'm not the guy to sit there and act like polite laughter or, or, you know, ha ha ha. I want to see how the game ends. Right. I'm just like, okay, I'm done. You know, and and I'll walk away. And I've, I have had the experience directly where I've had guests who come into town (laughs) like like, whether that's family coming to uh, Arizona um, by the way, that brother-in-law has has grown as an example of people that grow and change after years of pushback. You know, the man, thankfully, the man has is grown judged and
2: by the company he keeps. You know, yeah,
0: no, totally, and <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, but I have had friends come into New Orleans and yeah, what's I say to say about
1: the three of us? Well, this is it a whole other podcast, awesome. right? It
0: says we're awesome, uh, but I have given people. Heads Thank up. you for
1: taking the easy tea up, Mitch.
0: I've warned people when they come here and they hear it and they're not prepared for it. You know what I mean? They, they get the same totally understandable, uncomfortable feeling and it's more prolific here than I think it should be. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's everywhere all the time, but it's definitely a lot more than when I lived in Arizona and uh, I, I never, I can't really say I ever heard it in a regular anywhere in, in Arizona and um compared to New Orleans. But it it's crazy to me that it's still a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like that has to that's a it's just weird to me. Of course, I'm sure I'm that's me displaying my uh ignorance or my my privilege at never having to be uh submersed in it, but
2: it's just nuts that it's still around that way. I think you and know, I have had that discussion before too. It's not it's 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 a certain amount of naivete. But it's also a certain faith and belief in humanity that they've evolved and reached the same plateau level of thinking that you have and that you, you know, you achieved Like, sometimes those things will shock me or sexism will shock me. And Natalie's like, you've got to be kidding. That surprises you. And I'm like, but haven't we gotten past this already? Aren't we better yeah. than this? And it it's, it's so hard for me to digest because I just expect, and that's me patting myself on the back, like, why can't everybody just be cool stop <laughs> being an ass be cool yeah hey cool. i'm right i mean just don't be a dick yeah. just Same don't be a dick sum it up don't yeah. be a dick yeah
0: yeah don't but that's be the top a commandment. commandment and and to john stewart's point you know don't don't uh don't dismiss or or cancel engage you know and often i i like the just calm confidence of engaging in 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 many ways the way that i walk out of a relative's house or somebody's a friend's house or their husband saying something or whatever. uh, I think that's a more effective approach at changing minds than, than the seeming cancel culture vibe of just wanting to banish and excommunicate. excommunicate. Only if that
2: person that you're walking out on has, is Self-aware enough, or has introspection to consider why you've left, or gives it a shit at all, then... right?
0: Just that they that they <laughs> yeah. care about and a you lot of them don't. Not
2: liking, it. right? A lot of them don't. Yeah, that's the problem. They think it's some
0: sort of noble protest, you know the the same yeah. same idiots that think the rebel flag means freedom. You know, it's it's um, it's, it's real funny seeing a
1: rebel flag oh. next to a Gadsden flag.
0: I mean, dude, I I, I recently saw one on the side of a, of a modern rendition of the general Lee, if that doesn't make the statement, all of the statements. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Like uh, it, I don't know if I got to I gotta, I don't want to go on a whole nother tangent, but man, I, I look I back on some of those television shows. Get me crazy, man. I can't believe how much I loved the Duke's hazard. And now I feel like it's a horrible allegory for so many things. Oh, well, I, I I don't know. Do you think we, I don't think we solved it, but I think we got a lot straight. How about you guys?
2: Mm, No, I think we solved it. Brenda, what was your, don't be a dick. I think we solved it. It's done. I stand correct. I'm also now
1: concerned that eventually Gen Z will discover Elvira's past and try to cancel her next.
0: Yeah. Well, look, I, I would love to revisit like that whole idea of it, you know, uh, rest, whatever, um, people being able to reform themselves like all that said all of my problems with uh spotify or Joe Ruben, they can but they can you know i, I i'm not gonna say, say that they're fully damned forever you know but they'd have to do some pretty obvious like we said we want to see accountability and they'd have to own it don't be a dick we'll leave it on that note it's a great way to end the show you know, I if, if, if think it's a, a pretty simple message. And look, uh, don't trust the small time we've encapsulated um, what's going on with it. I really encourage you to read it. It's easy enough to Google a few different explanations about it. And, and you know, me read more than one or two articles about it to get different perspectives. And and certainly or read a whole article, money. not just a headline. How about that? <laughs> or just read the headlines. Nothing, don't just, read it. <laughs> no, just headlines. No, I'm with you. Don't read, read like Brandon would say. Just, just read. It's much, much more helpful. And hopefully, we've encouraged you to, to look out there and read. And if not, hopefully, we've given you some good material from three very reasonable people uh, who totally want accountability from the world and are, are have no problem having calm uh protest against the whole thing and good on on old rock showing us how to stand up and use your your art as leverage in the world i'm kind of inspired by that i think that covers it for today's episode mitch thank you for coming on and throwing some gravitas in it i i think you've had the best moments out of this episode personally uh got me to
2: thanks for having replace. me along man um I would love to chit-chat about this kind of stuff again sometime. Um, uh, it, it's close to my heart. Fuck you, Tipper Gore. Fuck you, Tipper Gore. Don't be a
0: dick. Keep coming back the, the and people, listening to more pe- episodes. Oh, my
1: God. The people whining about cancel culture are the ones that invented it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you listening. time is a flat circle time is a flat circle <laughs> brought
0: to you by the yellow king and the brevity box brevity box is brought to you by the ruminations radio network a produced by area 42 studios and sound uh thank you very much to the all great powerful mitch and of course brando keeping my feet grounded at all times uh if you like what we're doing here please like and subscribe Go check out the website at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com and look for every opportunity to support us. You can look at our Patreon account information. Uh, There's a bunch of new ways coming out for you to be able to support us going forward. But right now, just keep listening. Check out some of the other podcasts on the network, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks again, everybody. Bye.
1: My iPhone got delayed till tomorrow, I'm very sad.
0: No iPhone for Brando! Ooh, it's not fair.